Welcome to OB Boss Babes, where we showcase female entrepreneurs, working professionals, community builders, and boss babe biz owners that share their stories so that others can feel inspired, empowered, and connected to other women in business. We are the must-listen podcast for entrepreneurs throughout the Ottawa Valley, Lanark County, and the Pontiac. Here at our Boss Babes face behind the scenes, as we dive into real and brutally honest conversations about different industries, how women are smashing stereotypes, balancing motherhood, and are building successful businesses. This is OB Boss Babes. The MRC Pontiac is a vast territory located in the west of the Utsewe region, best known for its untapped natural landscapes, growing agricultural sector, and endless potential for business opportunities. Our team of economic development professionals, including our Excès Entreprise Québec representatives, are always here to give support to local entrepreneurs and business owners. We are working together with our partners at the SADC Pontiac to ensure that anyone with a great business idea can have access to the tools necessary to put down roots and thrive in the Pontiac. Visit our website destinationpontiac.ca today to discover your Pontiac potential. Hello, 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 and welcome to the OB Boss Babes podcast. This boss babe has been in business for over 17 years, and she knows a thing or two about food, community, and leadership. But how did a former PSW come to owning a grocery store, and what did she think a day in the life would look like as a grocery store owner versus what it's actually like? Inflation is also a huge topic of conversation these days, so we want to hear this owner's viewpoint along with what she thinks are some of the factors that have contributed to food inflation are, while also discussing how we can provide for our families by keeping our grocery bills low while not cutting too many quarters to ensure that our snack needs are still met. Please welcome Tammy Bowers from Marsh Bowers Fresh Mart in Fort Cologne to OB Boss Babes. Hi, Hello. Tammy. Hi. <laughs> So Tammy, I've never met you before. I have only made my way out to Fort Cologne uh, several times, but I want to get to know a little bit about you and your background. So tell me a little bit about yourself. All right. Well, we're, I'm, I'm uh, in business since 2005 and uh, we had it rough up and, up and downs because uh, we had meals closing down here and then people leaving. We had so, but we're still up and running. It's tough, but it we're still there. Uh, we serve our community pretty good. Uh, we're right in downtown Clunge, and um, we have historic things around um, on our street here. So people comes in and out, and we had the Red Bridge, the covered Red Bridge that went down for a while, and then now it's up and running, and uh, they're doing a great job. And that brings people in our store. And uh, with my team, uh, we try and make the best of it. And um, that's how we work. So we try and um, we try and get uh, uh, students in so they could learn things and whatnot uh, for their progress. And uh, we have different people coming in, like uh, students that's uh, now that are up there in university, and that makes a it makes it heart filling for us because they like working here and they they're kind of not on the shyish thing anymore so 
and they come back and tell us uh, how they were well and this and that. So all this is good for, for us. And it's, uh, I help, we like to help people out there and they come back and tell us about it. So that's our story of our business here. Okay. Well, Tammy, let's back up a little bit here because I need to know how you initially got into working in, in grocery, in retail. Okay. Um, my parents are from a background. They were always in business. So they own restaurants and, uh, anyway, this, this store was closed down and I was on my way home because it is on my way home. And I was working as a PSW for five years. And, uh, of course I had backgrounds of working with my parents in business. And I guess I got that a little bit of touch from them. And then, uh, I told my dad about it and I said, well, maybe, maybe I'd like that in the store. Maybe we could maybe try something different. And they, of course, they helped us out. And uh, my mom was uh, a cook. And uh, so she showed us, she lead me the way of cooking a lot of things in here. So uh, that's how we worked out. And that's how we started in 2005. Okay. So you were a former PSW. You were yes. driving home from work. You, so you saw that the grocery store was up for sale? Yes, but it was not running because they had closed down this place. It was two years and there was nothing. So we started from scratch. Okay. But, mm -hmm. but Tammy, where did you get the idea to be like, okay, I'm going to like jump in and own and run a grocery store? Cause that's a lot of work. It is a lot of work. I didn't know this at the time, but now I know. <laughs> How old are you? I'm 50 this year. Oh, okay. So, but how old are you when you purchased the grocery store? So I was in my thirties, I guess. Around okay. Yeah. Young, ambitious, ready to take on the world. And then three kids with that. So we had, but they were getting older and there were 12, in between 12 and nine. And then that's how we went. So, or 12 and 15, I should say. So when you first became the owner of Fresh Mart, Tammy, what did you first expect and anticipate going into this industry? Um, we learned a lot because there was lots of departments to be learning and with no uh, actually um, experience in the re retail, uh, just uh, many, many different things. Uh, we had good staff and they knew how to guide us. And we had, um, we're part of the Loblaws um uh industry so they helped us a lot like in a lot of things and uh programs that we had to follow and that's how we made it and by learning with other stores and uh, asking and uh, demanding stuff and seeing what the people wanted for 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 groceries what what was the need for us to have in our town because we we're losing everything slowly. And this is how we want to grow is by helping the community. I want to keep that aspect of, you know, um, big boxes are moving in on us. And there, there is no more of this thing about uh, family traditions. And we're trying to have that aspect in our store, baking a lot and from scratch, not only from frozen things and stuff and so, and people, that's how they, they want, you know, the older people, that's what they're looking for. So we're trying in that manner to keep all that up. Well, not, not just, 
well, not just the older people, Tammy, even the younger people, like even for myself, I love outsourcing local. I don't bake, I don't cook. So if I'm able to run to my local store, whether it be a grocery store or, um, a place that uh, that has like hot food takeaways, frozen meals that are actually baked from scratch that people are selling locally. I would rather pick up a lasagna from them versus paying, you know, an actual blue um, blue menu option, you know, like where I'm paying $14.99 or I'm paying like $20, but I know that that's going to be an actual home cooked meal for that lasagna. For sure. For sure. So that's, that's how we try and, and do our business because we don't, because of the big boxes out there, they're they're killing the little ones like us. Mm-hmm. So by a remarkable things like that in our store, well, people comes in for specific items and um, uh, baked meals and stuff like that. So, so Tammy, what did you think a day in the life looked as a grocery store owner? And then once you started getting into the business, realized what it actually is. I said, oh my God, what am I doing here? <laughs> There was a lot of work, but um, my parents inspired me a lot and uh, lifted us a, a lot because a lot of times I shed some tears. <laughs> but um, no, actually, we're still there. And it's not, you know, you, whenever they say you need nerves of steel in business, well, that is very true. Mm-hmm. So, but we have good people in the back from us and uh, lifting us up already and helping us. And, you know, uh, our paycheck is always whenever a customer comes in or a family member comes in or, you know, or you're doing great. We like what you do, uh, continue doing, but that's how we grow. So this is how is whenever we get the side, like the sad, sad part, this is how we lift ourselves up. So Tammy, I love that. Like (laughs) what a compliment to say that our paycheck is, is like, are the compliments from our, our community. Like yes. that is what's like feeding us and driving us and paying us at the end of the day. I love that aspect. And, and I do like to share that with my, my team here because they're the ones as well that's helping us grow, but we need them people in our store. And whenever people comes in and say, oh, it, it's, it feels like family here. We come in because everybody's smiling. Everybody's happy. Well, this is my biggest paycheck of the week. I like that. And then I'm saying my team is doing a great job. So yeah, that's so beautiful. I I think that that's just such a great slogan. That should be like your tagline. It is. (laughs) (laughs) But my customers know that. So, and, and, you know, they come in and they tell us that even we get lots of tourist people in the summer and they just coming back like this year was, you know, with pandemic, this and that coming around, it was tough on everybody and people are, you know, people come in, they're sad. They lost, they lost family over this and they come in and say, you know, we like coming here because everybody's smiling. They leave with a smile. So we get people from outside of town coming in and then they're saying, I'm coming to pick up my pies here because we don't have that in Ottawa. We don't have it in Vancouver. And then, you know, I'm saying, my God, all my things are going away, like from to another city. And it just makes me happy. How cool is that, though? And I think that it's just it's so important to reiterate and, and for people to understand that 
a grocery store is so much more than a grocery store because it's your home-based community. You really get to know your, your customers. You get to know your staff. You get to know why they're coming in for that pie. Like you were saying, Tammy, you get to find out where they're from, whether they're coming for vacation or they're just picking up a meal for someone. Like you really get to know the reasoning be behind why they're coming into your store. Exactly. Exactly. And we, we question a lot. If we see new people coming in, we're we always asking like, where are you from? Or, and it helps us, it helps us to continue, you know, um, you get different people like from Quebec and then Ontario and then um, the food is different, you know, people like better other things in Ontario versus uh, Quebec. So we're trying, you know, to base that on that, what, whatever, whoever likes what, and we're trying to get that item whenever they're always in or certain time of the year we know sh we should stock up on whatever or we should be making more meals or so yeah so that's about what we like to do mm -hmm. now you kind of touched on the pandemic and how difficult that must have been for you guys so I can imagine that going through the pandemic Tammy must have been one of the hardest challenges that you face as a business owner we did uh, mind you we had to you know jump from one one foot to another because everything was changing so drastically um we had like we were more busier because people was shopping more local and um whenever this happens we were like middle of you know february march which was a slow it it, it always a slow moving time for us um you don't always have your stock on time. And then we started getting short, uh, lots of vendor shorting and uh, we were trying to get stuff in and people was, you know, we didn't know what to do or what, where to get it. But actually we, we fared really, really good. And another aspect on that was losing some of our employees versus they needed, uh, you know, 10 days off and this and that, and we were short staffed. So we kind of, you know, blend a little bit, but um, it was tough. Uh, we worked seven days a week until our government said, okay, uh, we have to close on, on Sundays. So that was our break. So this was the most important thing for us because we were saying, okay, we know Sunday we're not working. So we need a day. We need a day off. Mm -hmm. So this was, uh, appreciated and it was appreciated you know from everybody everybody and even as well as the customers like they we were more busier on Saturday and they knew that Sunday we were closed so this kind of all jumped in too but um, it was a, a tough go it was a tough two years mm -hmm. well remember even too Tammy like for for the rest of the public we found that going out to the grocery store it was an outing for us like yeah. we were looking forward to going to the grocery store because it was one of the few, it was one of the few businesses that were actually allowed to remain open during exactly. that time. And that was our form of human connection was seeing people again and, For and sure. actually interacting from a distance with our masks on. And, and the other thing too, with you guys is that you guys had the curfews because we have to remember you're in Quebec. So you guys had a lot more restrictions. You had more restrictions in, in that aspect to work with because you had to be closed by certain hours. You guys couldn't even be like out driving around. Like, that must have been so hard for you guys too. And like you were saying, like losing staff, like because people had to be off for a certain amounts of time. Like, how did you manage? How did you get through that? Uh, we did. <laughs> how did we do it? We had good staff here. 
that was doing picking up like overloads. Um, we had the student come back because they were out of school. So I did have like uh, other people that was used to work here come to help us. I had a student that she was still in school and she came out to help us. And that's how, but we had older people as well that didn't want to work through the pandemic because they were afraid. So we kind of balanced a lot out like this and that. And by, we, we needed to be, well, we had the curfew, so we had to close for seven. So we're reducing some hours. So that helped too, to maintain a little bit of the staff there. So that's how we went through it. Mm -hmm. So Tammy, this might be a little bit of a personal question, but I'm, I'm super curious. Would you say that during the pandemic, those are your most profitable years? They were, yes. Yeah. 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 Cause I mean, finding food to carry on the shelves, there's such a demand for toilet paper, for bread, for meats. Like I remember like the scarcity on our shelves. And I mean, and same in Quebec too, it was everywhere. It was something that like, it was, it was insane. People were stocking up. We weren't sure what was going to happen. Now, did you see any, any fights or any like craziness that went on with customers or was everybody pretty tame? We were uh, actually the lucky ones. We were pretty tame. Well, we had a few things over um, people, not for food, but basically like, okay, you're not wearing your mask correctly or things like that. But, you know, I we, not that I want to say this, but it did happen. Um, we're not the police and it shouldn't have been up to us to tell the people what to do. And if people was res responsible, well, we took our responsibilities. Mm -hmm. And there is reasons because people didn't wear a mask or, but that was none of our business, right? Mm -hmm. So it just, I know it helps. It, it, it is an issue. It was a big issue. It was people's health. It was a lot, but I find we went like maybe overboard with a lot of things. Having people, you know, have to stand at the door to actually almost babysit people like so things like that was the toughest part of the pandemic for us over food wise uh we didn't get people really like you know we were trying to say okay we're gonna get some more next week or in a couple of days we'll have some but we have to share with other people too we can't be taking everything away or you know yeah it's not the part of being like uh first customer first serve like we need, we need to grow this together. So, but we're okay with this. So, mm -hmm. well, trends and changes that emerged during the pandemic have continued and, and they've really reshaped the industry. One being consumer behavior and the way that we shop for groceries, we want to eat healthier. We care more about sustainability. Obviously we're seeing that with the uh, removal of, uh, of plastic bags, which is great. We're, we're making progress there, but how has the pandemic change the way Tammy that we shop for food because so many grocery stores have implemented new strategies new policies and just different changes with the way that we shop um I think everybody has their different ways of seeing things um but we're more educated in that aspect for sure um example like for the bags uh people will come in oh I forgot my bag well we're saying okay we have boxes we can use boxes why not? You know, instead of putting them to the recycle at the back, 
and having an employee have to manage that, well, it's gone away in the front. So little things like this, um, you know, we're trying to, um, uh, the waste food, we're trying to have less, less and less waste food. You know, people are saying, okay, send it to food banks, send it here, send it there, but we have to pay for this stuff too. So we're trying to have more or less uh, waste. So we're trying to um, transit this into foods that we could cook with or, you know, show people how to do things like that or it's okay to always give, to give, to give, but we need to receive as well if we want to grow. Now, what about self-checkouts? Because like that was something that was implemented across the board. More grocery stores restructured their um, their cash registers and they, they either moved them down or they created more space. Now, did you guys do that too with self-checkout kiosks? No, we have no checkouts here. So you stayed away from there because now why was that? Did you want people to still have the, the customer and uh, and cashier interaction? Uh, we're smaller stores, so we, I don't think it, we need that right now in our store. So we kind of had the staff to do it and uh, we're still uh, human contact. Yes, I like that. Now, what about grocery store pickups, Tammy? Because again, a lot of stores, including uh, PC stores, they, they're all doing online pickups. Uh, we don't do the online. We, we're not really online pickup. We have a website with our, our Fresh Mart, but we cannot order throughout uh, uh, the website. Uh, people here would call in and we would prepare their order. We had curbside pickups as well. So whoever couldn't come in, we'd place their orders and have them pay with their uh, by credit by credit card and uh, whenever it was ready or they were ready, they wait out outside at the door and uh, we bring their, their packs out to uh, the car or just on the steps in front. Are you still offering that as a service right now? Like if someone wants to call in and pick up their order? Yes, we still, uh, we always did that. We always have delivery service. So it was not a big thing for us because we're already in that aspect. So it was just like, to reorganize, uh, okay, when are we going to be ready for this? Or, uh, okay, we don't have that product, so we have to call back the customer. So a little bit more time, space doing that way, but um, we've done it. So you guys, were, it, you guys were already setting that trend well before everybody else was. Well, we always had service deliveries by phone. So, and, and we know our customers because it is a small town and people ordering, well, it's, it's mostly like, older people so they're used to being delivered and uh we baby them we baby <laughs> our, our older people as well so as they should be they should be taken care of and have special exactly. treatment exactly. that's right now what changes did you make to your grocery store during the pandemic that you kept like did you guys install plexiglass and then end up keeping that social distancing signs even the regulated hours for seniors we did. Uh, the plexiglass is still available. It's still there. And I find it's still important to have it because it's uh, it's a distance and for the cashier as well. So um, uh, there is some things that we, we kept in place such as this one and uh, not much difference in the way that we because we're a smaller store and you know we have less people coming in. We're not the big box thing. So you know, it's 
you have maybe 10 or 15 people, not all, not all in once, but not all in once at the cash. So people, you know, they kind of know their, their distance and uh, our aisles are like a little bit more um, wider. So there was enough, you know, for people just to stay or whatever, but we went through that too. So I, I think that's behind us right now. All right, Tammy, we're going to shift gears a little bit and talk about inflation, which is a huge topic of discussion right now. And unlike at the beginning of the pandemic, when people were worried about empty shelves and limited products, we're now looking at our grocery bills stunned by the total amount at the bottom of the receipt. So what do you think some of the factors that have contributed to food inflation are? It's, it, it is too much in one year just to consume because you don't even have enough time. First, we don't have, we're short staff, so we don't even have a time that we could say, okay, I should be in the office right now doing my price checking. Uh, this is all coming in and you don't have time to raise your price on time. And then whenever you raise it, well, you had one or two or three um, uh, price up, they, they, uh, they put the price up, so, you know, like it was constantly, it was a grocery, it was the meat, it was everything, the bread, like we need people to work in the office to put all this, um, to keep up with the inflation, you know? So if we want to be on guards, well, we need, we need staff, we need humans to be working, not, we don't need computers to be working for us because they don't know how to put these stuff up in their system, you know, to be on time with that. But uh, we work hard to uh, try and maintain the inflation. Um, example, uh, if I'm going to be ordering yogurt and I know that I ordered too much this week, well, why shouldn't I leave it at a lower cost and not throwing any out? Mm -hmm. You know, so maybe I'm doing a little bit less profit on something, but I'm not throwing it out or giving it away. Yeah, you're not. Yeah, you're not throwing that dollar amount out the window. Exactly. So this is how our inflation in our store is, is basically working. But uh, if I don't have time to put it up and saying, well, maybe today I'm helping somebody out that's struggling. Thanks for tuning in to the OV Boss Babes podcast. We're going to hear from our sponsors. Stick around. We'll be right back. Come experience the thrill of a lifetime with a skydive at Parachute Ottawa, one of the most modern facilities in Canada, and it's just 30 minutes outside of Ottawa. A once-in-a-lifetime experience with top-of-the-line equipment, breathtaking views, and a professional team with decades of experience and over a thousand combined jumps. Parachute Ottawa specializes in first experiences, education, and safety. Come achieve epic heights with Parachute Ottawa. Visit ParachuteOttawa.ca or call one eight seven seven ott jump Join Local Immigration Partnership of Renfrew and Lanark this June for their second annual Culture Connect, a celebration of beauty and diversity and the importance of culture. Culture Connect brings together community groups and organizations from across the Ottawa Valley and creates space for learning, special connection, and fun. Take part in the various events and activities happening throughout the Valley, 
during June and be a part of creating space to enhance intercultural learning by visiting www.liplanarkrenfrew.ca forward slash culture dash connect. Heritage Hearing Care has been helping ears to hear for over 24 years. We are an independently owned clinic with an experienced and knowledgeable team of audiologists, hearing instrument practitioners, and support staff, which includes six women who were either born and raised in the Ottawa Valley or who have been here for decades. Our services are patient-focused. We offer diagnostic hearing assessments, tinnitus assessment management, hearing aid and assistive device consultations, custom hearing protection, wax removal, and so much more. With diverse service models and affordability for each individual that we see, our goals are to improve the lives of families in our community and exceed expectations when caring for our patients. We take care of patients from age two and up from both the Ontario and Quebec sides of the Ottawa River. As Renfrew County is such a large area, we offer remote clinics in Deep River, Barry's Bay, and Petawawa. We also have monthly visits to Supple's Landing and Riverview Heights as well, because sometimes life is easier if we come to you. Whether you have questions about your own hearing health or that of a family member, we're here to help. Get in touch with us to book an appointment by calling 613-735-0776. Check out our website at www.heritagehearing.ca and find us on Facebook too. Hey, it's Janelle, the floral preservation expert from Elvie's Floral Design, located right here in the heart of the Ottawa Valley. I preserve floral memories and turn them into art that is cherished forever. Bridal bouquets, memorial flowers, don't throw them out. Bring them to me and we'll create a custom piece together. Find my work on Instagram and Facebook at Elvie's Floral Design. And you're listening to the OV Boss Babes podcast. Now, why do you think that grocery prices are rising faster than anything else. We have all, all the questions, but no answers to that. Why <laughs> is this, why Let's ask is, the government. <laughs> and exactly. You know, like, why is everything we're being charged for fuel? You know, people coming in, like, um, our suppliers are charging extra fuel, uh, short staff shortage, uh, blaming many, many things on everything, but we have to work as a team. We have to work together and see what's going on. Before pandemic, we didn't have all this problem. Why is the pandemic causing all this? So I, I, I basically, I don't know the answer or the correct answer to this, but I just know that I, I feel like we shouldn't be up there because mm -hmm. food we we need essential food to eat people are starving we have people like you know kids or elderly or whoever i mean if they can't afford a a, a milk or a bread it's sad now one of the key takeaways of the 2023 food price report that i know everybody read that's listening to this podcast right now <laughs> i'm just kidding <laughs> is that it said that the typical family's food bill for the year is said to increase by more than a thousand dollars now i don't know if they meant a thousand dollars a year a thousand dollars a month probably a year i would imagine but tammy how can we keep our costs low but still buy what we need because like you were saying 
we need that milk. We need bread. We need to get food on the table, but how can we do it and continue to do it by keeping our costs low? Well, actually, um, if we buy less every day, you know, you're going out to grocery shopping, you're hungry example. Um, you're buying all kinds of stuff that you don't really need or you're coming in the store, you see things that, oh, this looks good. So you're going to be buying it impulsive. Maybe these ways or uh, a little bit by um, shopping uh, with the flyers, which is helping, you know, you buy a little bit on your flyer each week and then you, but it is a strategy for everybody to just be learning how to shop, you know, uh, we will go to big boxes, we'll buy uh, 10 of something that's on sale. Well, maybe you don't need that 10. Or maybe you want to buy, uh, uh, I don't know, example, fruits or vegetables. You're going to be buying a big bag of apples. And how many at home are you throwing? Or how many of broccoli and cauliflower you bought or celery you bought, you put in your fridge and say, oh, I'll make something with it. And it ends up in the garbage. So, you know, little things that we need to learn how to how to do it, maybe by buying less or uh, I, I that's that's how I'm thinking right now is maybe buy a little less at what we don't need. Mm -hmm. And then then the rest will come on its own. Yeah, we're so guilty to impulse buy, especially when we're hungry. Right, Tammy? Right, right. So Tammy, let's talk about investing in talent. I'm talking about hiring the right people. There's a lot of departments at the grocery store, right? There's bakery, there's grocery, there's dairy, there's the cashiers, there's the meat department. So how do you create a workplace that doesn't just entice students and retirees to work as a part-time job and make extra cash, but for people to look at it as a full-time career to become possibly a store department manager or work in finance and payroll? Um. That's the hard question right right now because um, it is we are short staffed so we try different people we try different I'm seeing more uh, people 13 14 want to work it's fine some some are able some have uh, the capacities to do it but uh, yet again we know we're not going to be keeping these people so it's time investing as well but um, we try, uh, I, I'm saying like, okay, if I hire somebody in my bakery, sometimes I do not have enough hours in there to, to continue or, so we're going to place them someplace else. Okay, what do you like in the store? So, you know, this is how we're trying to go. If you don't like what you're doing, you're not going to stay here. So we need our people to like what they do and enjoy what they're doing and that's how, like, that's how we learn. Doesn't matter if we have a degree or whatnot, but if we have something that we like doing and inspire people or whatever, this is how you're going to grow. So, and that's what I'm looking for whenever I, I want to hire people. You want to create a space that people are going to enjoy coming to work every day. They're going to feel valued. They're going to feel rewarded and they're going to feel like that they can work and try out different departments and see what they like best because you're right, Tammy, it's so important to retain your staff and make it a place that is enjoyable for people that they want to come to every day. Right. Tammy, I know you're busy. You're overseeing a lot. You're placing <laughs> orders. You're, you're running a full fledged grocery store. 
but how do you take the time to get to know each and every one of your employees and recognize them? Um, as I said, uh, we're a small town, so we know a lot of people. Some are family, some are friends, some are, you know, a friend that knows a friend that comes in or whatnot. And um, whenever they start working, we start, you know, learning about them. And whenever they come in to work, I want them to feel like they're family. So they come here, they're family. You know, we're here to have fun. We're not here for a long time on earth, but we're here to have fun and we're here to learn and you know, every day is a different day. We have bad days. Uh, everybody has bad days, but tomorrow's a, a better day. So that's how we we go. And uh, that's how I like my staff to be, to come here and have to work, but be happy. Now, what about your customers, Tammy? How do you get to know each and every one of them? Uh, we question a lot. Uh, as being a small town as well, we know a lot of our customers, but um, lately we've been you know, people coming in, uh, moving into a smaller town, uh, but they come in and they address themselves. I'm new or I'm, I used to live here a long, long time ago. So they have stories as well to share with us. And uh, we're always there to listen one or two of them. And that makes us fun to our work whenever we, we, the people come back and they, they've been here for a while and they went away to work and, uh, they've been gone 30 years, 40 years, and then they're back in their hometown and they come in and share their stories. And so that's what makes us fun. And that's how we learn. Uh, okay, we have new customers coming in and that's how we go. So women are making an impact and they are changing the food retail landscape, Tammy. But why do you think more women are entering the grocery industry to want to work here? Geez, that's a good question. I don't know what we think <laughs> because we like food. We like different things. There's always new things coming in and out. We have, uh, we create, uh, you know, must try things or all kinds of stories like this around like it's to try different cultures, different, you know, new tasting, new things. or And I think that's what's inspiring about us being in, we have it under our wing, you know, to bake or whatever. So for me, I find that's maybe important. So Tammy, if there is any advice that you could give to yourself when you first started your journey owning Marsh Fresh Mart, what would it be? I was determined to have, um, to be a self-employed on, uh, women. Uh, my husband was working in the city at the time and he, well, he was working in the city. He had, he was working for the bush. He was working in the forestry and then that shut down around here. And then I was always alone, but you know what? I had employees that were females then, and they helped me through a lot of things. Okay. They would say, well, today we're kind of busy. I had one employee uh, she would say, okay, I'll help you out. So we'll do this together. Let's go. Let's do it. So, you know, just by everybody helping us, you know, then we had another department. She was, you know, the leader of that department. So, okay, let's try this. Maybe this is going to work today. We'll try different things. Or So this is how we kind of got together and we were all females working around each department and everybody would help then you know uh, one would help the other and 
always consolating somebody, okay, this is not going to work today, but tomorrow we'll make it better. So that's how we were inspired with this too. So, so really women inspiring, empowering and supporting other women, babes supporting babes, right, Tammy? There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Tammy. Well, this has been so fun. So great to finally have met you and, and chat all about the ins and outs of, uh, of working in this industry, but Tammy, we're going to dive into my fun part of the podcast. And that's my rapid 10. These questions you don't know. Are you ready? I'm ready. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Would you rather go through and see a cashier or would you rather go through self-checkout? I'd rather a cashier. That's happy. Okay, Tammy, here's a scenario question for you. You forgot your reusable bags in the car. So... Do you go and buy more and just say, screw it? Or do you go back to your car and go get those bags? I don't know this because I'm always in my store. So <laughs> I don't forget bags. I, I always have some on hand, right? But I see customers doing it. Oh, I'll go back because I got tons. Or other, my cashier will say, okay, we have a box available. Would you I like was just going to gonna say, you have the boxes. So your customers are safe. They're good to go. Yes. True or false, Tammy, Delicio pizzas are soon going to be discontinued. I don't know. We actually, the big question was this week we had on Facebook, people asking, and this pops up in my, in my flyer this week. Delicio is on sale for $5.99. So it was the time to buy it. So I don't know if they're just, we don't have, um, we don't have the right, answer right now I think they're just maybe uh uh, taking everything from the warehouse and then there will be no more but at 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 this time at this point in time I'm not sure so I've read yeah if you're hungry for it maybe get it before there's no more especially while it's on sale for (laughs) $5.99 there you go I know I'm so sad. So many of my favorite foods are discontinued. One of them being bagel bites, Tammy. I don't know if you know about those. Yes, that I knew. Yes. I'm so sad. I'm going to have to go over to the States and go stock up on bagel bites. There you go. Or you know what? Maybe our Canadians are going to pop up with something very similar and it'd be Canadian. And any money, Tammy, it's probably going to be a a female in business. It's going to be a woman entrepreneur. There you go. (laughs) So Tammy, tell us. What would you say is your average grocery bill? We're only two at home. And um, I don't know. I'm saying maybe 200 a week, 300, depending on what we want to eat. And we, we eat what we want to eat. If I'm hungry for my chips, I'll eat my chips. If I'm hungry for chocolate, I'll bring my chocolate. Tammy, you is- are my kind of woman. Yes. <laughs> I told my husband too. I said... I don't care about inflation with chips. Like even when ruffles were going up with price, I'm like, I don't care. I'll buy them. I will. <laughs> I just love them. So there you much. Go. If you're hungry, you know what? Time is short on earth. I, as I told you a while ago, eat what you want, eat that cake, do what you want, because then if you could afford it, why not? Yeah. Eat the cake, eat the chips, eat, eat the candy. You'll eat live once. Here, do what you need to do because you don't know if tomorrow's promised. Tammy, do you collect PC Optimum points? We don't. Uh, Actually, being a smaller store right now, it's not impossible for us to have the PC points. Oh, okay. That's good to know. Do you guys have another loyalty program? 
We don't, but uh, it's something in the future we could look up to. We could do our own loyalty, uh, but it is a lot of work right now. And um, But uh, it's something maybe in the near future that we will be looking at. Are you a morning grocery shopper, an evening grocery shopper, or a weekend grocery shopper? Morning. I'm a very early, early bird, so I like to be on my things in the morning. You're hanging out with all the seniors that are there early. There you go. Good <laughs> training. That's what I'm saying. We got to learn from them. You're proud to stock this locally owned lager beer from Lack. Bryson. That's right. Right. If you weren't working at Marsh Bowers Fresh Mart, Tammy, what do you think you'd be doing? Do you think you'd be back doing a PSW work? I don't know. I, I really don't know what I would be doing. I've learned a lot in the store. Um, I do my accounting. I do a lot of things on my own. So I think I'm pretty, I would try maybe something else because right now the health things are not really, really healthy right now. So I don't think I would go back to that. Um, I would maybe go more like to uh, homes and stuff or restaurant with my mom my mom is still in business just to help them out or whatever but I don't know what I would be doing I just like to be out there and a go-getter who has worked at the grocery store the longest uh, I'd say I have a few employees maybe one two three employees that's been here pretty much the longest and one has retired uh, one has passed away on us and she would still be here, but time was short for her. And I have a one that's still by my side here. So I have two women and one man. And Tammy, who is one local boss, babe, that inspires you that you think everyone should know about? Me. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, Tammy, that's okay. That's okay to say me. That's okay to say that you are the, like that you are the one that inspires yourself. No, actually, all my all of my staff, they're uh, you know they're all they come in. Uh, people has left us. Uh, people has stayed, but all of our staff is all all my bosses. I learned from a lot. Tammy, tell everybody where they can shop locally at your grocery store and find you. So plug your address. Plug your social media page. So I, I believe you guys are only on Facebook right now, right? Right. Okay. So tell everybody where they can find you. Well, on Facebook, they could find us right in person at our store. Of course, come visit, say hello. Those are the most um, heart filling for us is whenever we can meet people in our store. Come in our store. It's an older store. But we need to do a lot of renovations, but we want people to come in and say hello and see what we have. And and what's your address, Tammy? 188 Rue Principale, Fort Coulange. Perfect. So people can go ahead there, shop locally, say hi to Tammy if you see her. She's probably running around saying hi, getting to know her customers. So stop by and pose the question on Tammy and ask her a little bit about herself and, and tell her that you heard her podcast episode right here on OB Boss Babes. That would be awesome. Tammy, thank you so much for being a part of the podcast. I appreciate it so, so much. And I look forward to, to meeting you in person next time I'm in Fort Collusion and can stop by. 
there you go. Say, come and say hello and try some of our freshly made pies and bakery and chicken, fried chicken. We have everything here. Oh, you're making me hungry over here, Tammy. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for listening this week, babes. And there are a lot more boss babes in 2023 that we are so excited to feature. I do want to note that I am receiving more messages than ever to be featured on OB Boss Babes, but please note that our waitlist is currently closed until the fall. So many babes, so little time, but we will get there. We'll be back next week, babes, so stay tuned. <laughs>